Hello, and thank you for listening to the pod of Born Star, Born Star, Born Star. We recognize, we recognize you're a star. Because you are a star wherever you are. The world will tell you that you can't be bright. There's something wrong with you if you're always happy. Somebody is always talking, always saying something. And guess what? You're going to ignore them because you're not going to let anybody stop you from being happy and excited and enthusiastic and being a star. You know how we talk about stars have illumination and they are bright and beautiful? So are you. So ignore all those hateful people that want to be negative and dark and they don't want to use their star power. Just continue to use yours and you'll radiate and you'll attract more stars to you. Yay. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Our star power needs to unite, and as our star power unites, we will light up the entire world and we'll light up the entire solar system together. So we can tell the aliens, hey, we're still here. Uh, Leave us alone. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. Anyways, let's get into the first part of our conversation on this hump day. Um, Let's talk about... Our favorite part of the podcast. No media allowed. No media allowed. No media allowed. Because they're allowed to us. They're allowed to us anyway. So today I want to talk about why do they get so many vacations? Like they're always going on a vacation. I don't understand that. Like at my job when I want to go on a vacation, I have to see if it can get approved first before I can go on it. So I don't get that. But okay, fine. Um. I don't understand, honestly. Like, kind of makes me feel like what's going on. But I'm not going to go, like, really deep into that. But, like, at any employer, before you could just decide you want to take time off, it has to be approved first. So how the hell do these politicians get to just be like, we're going, we're going on a leave? Why are you going on a leave when you're in office and you have deadlines to beat? You barely ever do anything. So what are you going on a vacation for? To do what? I don't understand any of this. It's so bizarre. And yet these people get paid money. What do they do? Like, the act, the activists and the people that are on the floor, right, going to people's houses, to getting them to sign petitions, to getting them to sign up to vote and stuff, those people get no hype. But these politicians that just make up stuff get to continue to go on vacations. Why are they getting paid anything? Thoughts. Another part of the conversation that I feel is very important, I want to discuss education with you because every day I've been talking about the fact that I don't understand why they want free daycare for kids, but it already exists. There's care for kids and there's the other program that they have that's throughout the entire United States of America already and they created it already and that it already exists. So the fact that they're trying to spend more money that doesn't necessarily need to be spent on stuff it's kind of bizarre but they've already passed the legislation for this first part of this bill so who who even knows we don't even know half of what's in that crap but okay whatever education it should be a concern for parents and teachers as someone that has a extensive education in education like 
I guess you could call me a teacher because I am one. Um, I'm I'm concerned. Like, it's concerning to me how they're trying to teach these children. Like, I just, I'm concerned. As I think about having my own children and the thought of them being in public schools scares me. Now, I went to public school. Uh, Skip went to public school. All my family went to public school. Well, at least most of them did. Um, so, but I feel like things are getting worse. Like, these kids... I don't know if they're learning the correct things. Like a lot goes into teaching and a lot goes into the classroom and a lot goes into curriculum that they're supposed to be learning. It's a lot. Everything, you know, is structured and they implement and they change things constantly to try to connect with kids. But I think the problem is technology is just outdoing the classroom. And I think more parents got the ability to recognize that maybe their children were learning better at home, online, than in school, at school. I do think that COVID-19 definitely gave people the ability to recognize the good and the bad of education in the United States of America. And I do think that I don't like how the government was pushing education. Like, they're so hard on saying that we need to find more people to work in early childhood education so parents can go back to work. So daycare needs to be free. But the jobs these people are going to aren't paying them like a stable like salary to be able to like afford a good life for their children. So like it's all backward for me. And I just I don't know if these kids are learning what they should be learning. Like, we should be concerned. Children in other countries are learning at a faster rate. They know multiple languages. They can do things that children in the United States of America aren't doing. Like, that should be concerning. Also, kids aren't looking at college the same anymore. So they're not going to get education. So they're not as smart as other kids. Uh, Not enough time is spent on studying. Not, Not enough time. Kids need to be reading they need to have a good understanding of the english language they need to be able to decipher words they need to have very extensive concrete conversations they need to be able to talk to express themselves to create to learn more time needs to be taken for math and reading and it's not everything is like rushed it's just a complete dumpster fire like public education is just deteriorating and I can definitely tell you as someone that's been in that environment it's it's not a pretty picture man it's it's really scary like it's concerning like these kids could be learning more and they're not and it's concerning because it's a very competitive world and other children from other places are learning at a different rate And it doesn't seem like the United States is catching on to that.
and more money, more funds, more things need to be implemented into education here. And they're not. They're still trying to have conversations where they're talking about climate and electric cars. And then there's the whole like private school thing where Betsy DeVos or whatever her name did all the horrible crap she did to education, removing more things that needed to go to public education. Just. It's just ridiculous. Just, it's upsetting. And I'm concerned. Like, I don't know if when we start to have children, if I want them to go to public school. Honestly, I don't know if it would be good for them. I, I don't, I'm scared. Like, what are they going to learn? I, granted, and I think it's important that kids are surrounded by other children. And, and I want that to happen. But I just, I don't know if they're learning the correct way. And and that's the scary part. Like, I'm concerned for the youth, the young youth, like babies, like, because they're going to end up one day growing up and they're going to end up somewhere having a conversation with them. And the um, automatic thought is going to be, what's wrong with this person? They're not going to be able to talk. And you know what that stems from? Not having a good education when they're young. And you know what that stems from? Well, guess. I just think that we need to be concerned. We need to use other other platforms, other things to teach our children. And I feel like this is an important topic when it comes to media because they don't talk about this on the news. They don't have detailed conversations about the problem with education. When it comes to politics, they don't talk about this. They talk about stuff that should, shouldn't should be as concerning as the fact that our children are not learning at the rate as other children are. And they're going to grow up and there's going to be confusion. Don't get it. But... Welcome to America. Anyways, this has been your Wednesday edition of No Media Allowed. The media is going to lie to you every day as they always do. Education should be at the top of the conversation. Why are people paying for college education in the United States of America And it has no value and less people are going to want to have college education because they're looking at the fact that a lot of people have debt from college. They can't get rid of their debt from college. They can't do things like buy houses or buy yachts or do any of these things because they have student loan debt. And it takes like a large part of their income to repay it. So it's almost as if you go to college, be prepared to work multiple jobs to pay off your student loans or when you go to college, work full time so you don't have student loans. It's either one of the two. Either be prepared for the debt or work so you don't have the debt. It's one of the two of those things. Just saying. That's no media allowed for your Wednesday. 
next part of our conversation learning how to let the past be i'm one of the people i'm a person that would constantly bring up the past and talk about things that have already occurred and i'm finding myself currently feeling like i can't do that anymore Focusing on the past, focusing what could have been, focusing on what maybe didn't work out, focusing on what happened then isn't going to help me or benefit me now. So I'm just not going to do that. Focusing on lost friendships, lost connections, disconnections, changing my mind, venturing into something else. I'm I'm not going to do that to myself because I think that's wrong to do that. It's not good. And it's just. I just, I worry that I've invested so much of my time and effort in trying to I worry that continuously talking about something that happened prior can lead people down the wrong path. Not only can it lead people down the wrong path, but it leads to I don't know. The past is over. You can't you can't talk about it. You can't fix the past. You have to use that as a lesson for your future. Do I wish that I did some things differently? Yes. Do I wish that I made better decisions? Yes. Do I wish that I ignored people? Yes. Do I regret the fact that maybe I didn't ignore them? No. I think I ended up where I'm supposed to be anyways, so I do believe that life has a tendency to put you back on track on path where you're supposed to end up anyways. Is it going to make things more difficult or harder? Sure, but do you end up where you're supposed to be? I do think you do. I'm just at a point where I think you have to let sleeping dogs sleep. You have to let 2000 and 15 stay in 2015 because 2015 isn't 2016 like it's not and if somebody said something to you that upset you if a family member did something that made you mad and you never got over it you're still upset about your brother because he did something to piss you off talk to him about that and have a, a really deep conversation to try to fix it and mend it like if something's really bothering you let it out I don't know if you need a therapist, but maybe you could talk to a friend or a family member or maybe just talk to yourself and air out how you feel about stuff and let it go. The past is over. There is no magic ball. There's no button. There's no there's nothing you can do to fix something that's over. You can't go back in time. Just, you got to let it go.
And it's okay. I think it's going to be better for you to let things go, not to hold on to things, not continuously tell somebody, like, you should have done this. I think the worst thing that happens in life is when parents do the the stress thing to their kids and tell their kids, I wanted you to do this. I don't want you to do this. You can't do this. As they start to grow up, that's wrong. When parents tell their kids what they can't do, it's wrong. They're kids. Let them be kids. Let them explore. Let them learn. Like being mad at your son or daughter because they want to leave the house and move on. Let them move on. Like they're kids, dude. Like you can't like they're in college and they want to move out of the house and they want to move in with their friends or they're getting a dorm room or they want to marry their boyfriend or their girlfriend or who knows, whatever. I think the worst you think you can do as a parent is be the parent that doesn't want your kids to do anything. Like, that's what I mean by letting the past go. Like, as a parent, you have to have the ability to allow your kids to grow and learn and prosper, make mistakes, do things good, do things bad. You have to have the ability to allow them to do that. Because if you don't give them the ability to do that, they'll never know. And then they'll regret you in the future. You don't want that regret. It's not worth it, man. Let them learn. Let them live. And it's like with adults. Like if your friend decided to take a job in another state and they're not going to live near you, you can't be mad about that if they made that decision for themselves. Like these are things that you have to allow. Like You got to let it go. The past is the past and you can't control it. So live in the future and look toward what's tomorrow. Next week, next year, five years from now, maybe you'll you'll end up exactly where you're supposed to be because that's how fate works. That's how time works. You end up exactly where you're supposed to be. Remember that. I dare you to look forward, not behind. Next part of our conversation. Yes, you can do it. I know that social media and people and situations and things will tell you what you can't do, how you can't conquer goals, how you can't achieve things. It's going to take time, blah, 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 blah. Family members will do this. Your friends will do this. I don't know if you're co-workers will do this but negative people will tell you things that you can't do they'll make it seem like things are difficult or they'll cry to create an environment where it's like blah 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 you need to have the ability to uh look forward in that like the ability to not be fearful or scared or nervous or have anxiety. And I know it's difficult to say that we don't want to have those things. I know it can be difficult to say that, but you need to have the ability to move forward. Like we were just talking about not worrying about 
what you can't do, but focusing on what you can achieve and what you can do. And I dare you to do that. Stop saying you can't when you didn't try. Stop thinking you can't do things when you don't know if you can do them yet. Dude, I can definitely tell you that um, skateboarding might not be for me. Like BMX, biking. I mean, I could try it. I'm likely going to suck at it. But I'll try it. I've done skateboarding before. I love vans. It's a possibility. Am I the best person at it? No. Will I try it? Yes. I just feel like don't think you can't do something. Things are hard. Like, we've been talking about the difficulty of getting up, continuing, moving forward, failing, waking up, dreams, aspirations, all these things that we've been talking about, you know, coming to the conclusion that something is not going to work out. You know, there's that. But then there's the other side of it, discovering beauty and pain, discovering the good and the bad, discovering what you can do and something you didn't think was possible. There's that aspect of it that I don't think we talk about. So I want to say, please focus on what you can do. Focus on the fact that it will get done. Focus on the fact that you can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to. You can fix up your kitchen. You can focus on that hobby. You can do better at work. You can move up at your job. You know, like if you're thinking about school, why don't you venture into some a subject that matter that coincides with what you want to do for your career? Like I'm seriously thinking about getting a real estate license because I feel like I want to get into real estate or uh, realty because I know that that's a constant growing market and I feel like it's important for me to navigate my feet in different fields. Do I think I'm going to do it tomorrow? No, this is obviously going to be a process and a, a it's going to be a step-by-step step situation and I want to really, you know, have this conversation with, you know, Skip and my family and see, you know, where this is going to lead me because like I said, I'm trying to build wealth. I'm trying to have a life which is full. I'm trying to navigate and venture into things where I can prosper and grow and learn and continue to prosper and grow and learn. And this is everything is circling around each other for me right now. And I think I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So I say for you, do the same thing. I say go for it. You can do it because you can do it. That's why. Because I believe in you. And yes, you can. Next part of our conversation. Your success depends on your ability to grind. Grinding means at some point you might have to work multiple jobs. You might have to do really tough things. Dude, when I was getting my master's degree, I worked all day and I did a master's program at the same time. It was tiring. And I mean, I worked full time as a teacher while I was doing the program. It drained me to the point where I don't know. I didn't have any energy. It was very time consuming and tiring. And I'm glad I did it that way because it led me to where I am now. But like 
be prepared to do some things that you didn't think you'd do before. I mean, I nannied while I taught. I mean, I had like at one point I had like three jobs. Like sometimes you have to do some things that you don't know if you want to do it. Like, dude, if you want a house, you might have to work a third shift job after you just got out of work so you could get started with the mortgage payment. If you really want to pay off your student loans as soon as possible, you might have to get a second job doing something you didn't think was possible to pay off your student loans. You're going to have to do things that are maybe difficult. Welcome to life, man. Especially if you live in the United States of America, because they're not giving any handouts here. So, But I do think having the ability to grind will show you that anything is possible. So I say go for it. Um, while you're going to be tired, you're, the benefit of that is you're not going to have any debt. Um, the ability to grind is getting rid of debt so you can live debt free. Okay, that's what I mean. Like, so you can buy whatever you want. Debt free, debt free. Grinding is to get you to that. Grinding is to get you to know the the importance of some things like education, uh, showing stability, showing that you're reliable at your employer, showing that you know you're a person that's willing to grow and adapt and learn, and somebody that that you you can rely on. Being that person, being that person is a lot. You want to be that person. You want to constantly grow learn inspire grow learn inspire you can do it i dare you so stop worrying about all these things your success depends on your ability to grind grinding means doing things you might not have thought you had to do before like there's times when i go on indeed or something and i'm looking at like you know online jobs trying to see if i could do it granted i know it's going to be difficult for me to try to do that Plus work my other job. Plus be a full-time podcaster. Plus be a brand ambassador. Plus try to hype up my own stuff. Like that is a lot. Now, am I saying I can't do it? No. Am I saying I'm going to try it? I don't know. Maybe. I guess we'll see what happens. I just feel like learn how to grind. Your destiny isn't like anyone else's. You're going to have to do some things you didn't think you could do before, but you're going to have to do them. If that means you have to work at Target for four hours a night to pay for a car because your car is going to break down and you got to do a car payment, so you're going to have to do some some things you've never done before just get ready to do them and don't let anything stop you because the hustle will lead you to success and that means you want to get your real estate license and you want to start figuring out how to sell houses and you want that to become profitable i mean start looking into it and see if you can start that process if that means you're going to have to work as a waiter or waitress or a busser at a restaurant so you could get tips i mean what wherever you need to do to get you to where you want to be 
Don't apologize for that and do it. That's what I'm saying. Next part of our conversation. Buying a house in 2021. Oh my God. The stress of this. Bro, all the prices are high and it's just every day I'm thinking I'm going to find the house I want or the house that me and Skip are looking for or the condo or whatever. And every day I look and I'm just like, now this stupid thing that I want it has, it's like, I'll look at something, we'll talk about it and then it's gone. Like, uh, it's crazy. Uh, The prices are ridiculous, but the interest rates are so low. It's like the best time to buy, but it's the worst time to buy. For buyers, it's the worst. For sellers, it's the best. Like, this is why you need to get into real estate. Like, flipping and getting the profit out of it, there's a margin for that. For buying it and staying in it, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, the stress of it. But, dude, the opposite of that is, like, renting a house. Just very stressful, okay? It is very stressful. Like, but you can do it, okay? Like, I don't know. If you can do it, I mean, we're trying to do it. It's stressful. One day, the the house will be one price. Then they'll go down. Then they'll go up. Then there's a bidding war. And it's just like, like, I love California, but that's not happening anytime soon because there's no way we're dropping like a million five on a house. And, dude, the size of the houses, they're, like, ridiculous. Not only are they ridiculous, but, like... It's just stressful. It's stressful and it's like competitive and if you want to live in a certain town, one town costs more than another. It's a lot, man. And then depending on where you work, that's a factor in it too. Like I'm trying to live closer to my job because I love my job. But at the same time where I work, the place I work, the town I work in, which is my favorite town in the world, like houses where I love, they're at a different rate, which is stressful. It's very stressful, but I feel like, granted, my cousin does it, and some other dude I know does it, so if I'm looking to do it, I could just talk to one of them. I don't really have to look for a realtor, but, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Next part of our conversation. Watching Food Network during the holiday break is fun. Like, they have all these cooking shows where they're making cakes and they're baking things for Christmas with cookies and all this fun, creative stuff. And they have everybody dressing up for the holidays. It's very entertaining. And they have, like, holiday versions of Guy Fieri. Um, They have holiday versions of uh, Chopped and the other shows that come on Food Network. And they have the baking wars and everything. It's very fun, so I think you'll definitely like it. Um, Next part of our conversation. The first two episodes of Condor were amazing. 
oh my god like the first season of condor was crazy enough it like from the first episode had you like wondering like what's next but this second season is even crazier like it just jumps right into it like it's like exactly where it left off and i like when they do that with second seasons like it never ended i like that i like that they continue that um i hope that it just gets better from here if you haven't started the first two you need to um next part of our conversation let's hope that chucky gets a season two because dude that doll is just so creepy like i've told you already i don't like dolls but i really can't stand them like they freak me out like to another extent like can you imagine annabelle getting up trying to talk to you bro i can't do that like the doll is a person like it it creeps me out in every way possible so I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I want to have a cognitive conversation with a Chucky doll. That's like, I am your friend. My name is Chucky. Want to play? No, dude, I don't want to play. If anybody ever wants to give me or my, when I have kids dolls, don't do it. We don't want them. My, If I have daughters, they can play with Barbies, dude. And with sons, hopefully they'll just like Legos. Like no dolls in our house. No dolls. Just not doing it. Not doing it. No dolls for me. Yeah, no. Chucky, I don't want to be your friend. Please just never leave. And then they go to get rid of the doll, and the doll ends up back in the house. Don't you know something is going wrong here? Like, hello? Hello? Yeah, no. No Chucky for me. Uh, moving into Star. When's the last time you had a good salad? Honestly, I can't remember. Uh, Hot Table has great things, so like that's, I think that's the last time I had a salad. Wendy's has decent salads. Outside of those two things, I can't tell you. Um... Uh, Park Lane has good veggie salads, so they've they're a good place to get salads from too. Um, outside of those three places, can't tell you. Is Wendy's good? I think they're a dollar breakfast sandwich is nice, but I don't like going into Wendy's because I feel like the people that work there are kind of irritating, and I just I don't know. I don't like the setup in there. It's got a weird vibe to it. Like it's not for me. I don't know. I don't like. It. I don't love it that much. Um. It's not. It's not for me. Um, it's iffy. Uh, I don't know if I like Wendy's like that anymore. I, and I used to think it was okay. The breakfast sandwich for a dollar is okay. I can't. The chicken nuggets are. Uh, I like the baked potato. That's okay. I like the frosty. That's kind of delicious. Um, outside of those two things. Um. I just think that it depends on what you're getting from Wendy's. Because I like Taco Bell and I like McDonald's and I like Burger King. Wendy's isn't my first pick. It's like my last. Eh. Yeah, I don't know about Wendy's. Next part of our conversation, brunch is a great meal, especially on Sundays. Brunch is a great meal because it's not breakfast, but it's not lunch. It's like in the middle of lunch and breakfast likely at like 11 o'clock or like 10 30 you know you're in a comfortable outfit you've got a nice cup of coffee or a glass of orange juice and you're conversating about what you're going to do during the week with family member or somebody you love or a friend and and it's just a good time or you could do brunch and drink liquor and have a great time with your friends <coughs> however you're enjoying your brunch brunch is fun 
Um, let me just tell you, Cheesecake Factory has an amazing brunch option. Uh, Blue Plate Kitchen has an amazing brunch. And uh, Burger King has an amazing breakfast. But you can eat it for brunch if you're in time. Just have fun. And truly, try to enjoy brunch while you can. I hate the fact that fast food stops breakfast at like 10.30. That's why I like going to like Effie's on the weekend and enjoying it. So I dare you to try brunch with somebody you love. Maybe invite mom to brunch. Maybe invite your brother or your sister. Maybe have a conversation about the holidays and try to get back to some normalcy with this weird COVID stuff. And and try to let's try to get back to like a 2019 vibe since basically all of 2020 was nothing. Just saying. Because... I was stuck in a house for a year and I didn't go anywhere. And now that I'm sort of getting back to normal, uh, the thought of brunch is like rewarding and exciting for me. So let's love it together. Next part of our conversation. Is pumpkin spice nice? Now, see, I like pumpkin flavors. Like there's this pumpkin like spice like latte at Starbucks. But I'm not going to lie to you, the pumpkin coffee that they have at Dunkin' Donuts is not good. Do not try it. You're not going to like it. Like, I think this coincides with what we were talking about, was it yesterday or the day before that, when I was talking about um, Starbucks versus um, It's just Starbucks is different because of the taste. Dunkin' Donuts, I don't know. It's, maybe it's watered down or it doesn't have the same effect. Like, I feel like for coffee, and I'm not saying I want to drink coffee black because I think that's disgusting and I can't do it. Um, I can't do it. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's not happening for me. Um, what I'm saying is I think the the pumpkin variations of drinks at Starbucks are more pumpkin-y flavored. Like, I like pumpkin pie. Like, I'm okay eating things that have a pumpkin flavor. Some people just hate the, the flavor of that. I'm not one of them. So... So, I say, go to Starbucks and try that pumpkin drink. Or, they have this pumpkin K-cup flavor that's pretty good. Target has a lot of pumpkin flavors that are decent. You could look up whatever pumpkin spice you want. But if you're going for, like, coffee or, like, a latte, go to Starbucks. Don't go to Dunkin' Donuts. And maybe try, like, a pumpkin cookie or, like... Pumpkin soup is good. I, I do think if you try it in moderation, it's not that bad. Don't just, but don't overdo it. Try it in moderation. Anyways, that is the end of our pod 
on this wonderful Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in, as always, to Born Star, Born Star, Born Star, where you recognize, where you recognize you're a star, because you are a star wherever you are. Don't forget how bright and beautiful and radiant you are, and don't forget to use your star power every day to lighten up the world, because when you light up the world, I light up the world, and when we light up the world, they light up the world, and it continues and continues and continues till the world is so bright, we signify that we're here. Let's signify that we're here together. I will see you tomorrow on Thursday. Bye.